Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hey, what's happening? How's everybody doing? Hopefully well. I am. <laughs> Just get back from the river. Took a dip. So, <laughs> so today we're talking about offensive terms. Getting offended. You know, I was I was thinking about ideas and I'm like, what's going on socially? So I Googled what's, you know, like social issues or something like that. And I <laughs> I couldn't even click on one of the results because all of them were ridiculous. Um, so so I, I but this one I kind of thought and I was like, oh, hey, you know, maybe. You know, I, I kind of tried bringing it back into like my life, the lives of the people that I know, maybe some of the conversations I've had. And um, I have had a conversation about words, um, you know, here and there over the last several months. <clears throat> so and it, and it's not just the words, it's it's what's going on with the words. It's it's a, um, you know. Lots of people are complaining that um, everybody's overly sensitive, right? Sensitivity is <laughs> sensitivity is not a problem. Um, so really, you can't be overly sensitive. It's impossible. Now, you can be sensitive and not fit into society because society is dysfunctional and your sensitivity level doesn't uh, fit into that well. And sometimes it's quite honestly, especially how society is now, sometimes it's better just to stay out of it. I mean, as much as possible, you know, to some degree, I mean, you know, you don't want to isolate and you know, there's, there's, you can go too far in the other direction, of course. Um, but like, you know, and there's also sensitivity where the person that's sensitive doesn't know how to handle it appropriately. So then that can cause problems. But that, but you can't be too sensitive. So so there's a lot of sensitivity out there right now. There's a lot of people that are sensitive. There's a lot of people who are frustrated with uh, the status quo, with crapping on other people. You know, with living in a world where there's uh, regular bullying and cyber bullying with our kids and living in a world where, um, you know, the the. The powerful just obviously don't care about the masses um, by powerful, I mean, that the the people with money that run corporations and the governments and stuff like that, you know, like it, you <laughs> You, you can't pretend that those people care about you anymore. It's, it, it's obvious, you know, like 
I mean, when, when companies just get fined billions of dollars and keep doing the same thing because they make so many billions doing what they're doing that they'd rather just pay the fines, you know, and let's be fair. I mean, these fines are not because they didn't cross a T or dot an I. It's because they've killed many people. I mean, they, they've literally, the, the practices that they're doing, like, you know, pumping waste into rivers and, you know, uh, releasing unsafe um, uh, um, medicines that kill, like, like people are dying left and right from this stuff. Um, so, so it's not like, <laughs> it's not like we're overlooking a slap, uh, a, a slap on the wrist because companies are just, Hey man, it's business. No, we are allowing them to literally murder you know, I don't know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people um, and get away with it and continue doing it. Um, so like we, we can't we can't pretend that the the people in charge like actually give a crap anymore. So this like it's scaring people, right? <laughs> it's freaking people out because like this is really the first time that in history that that like, well, I shouldn't say that there were other times in human history when this happened and it was right before a society crumbled. It's, it's happened many, it's actually happened many times throughout history uh, and the society crumbles. That that's what it does is it just funnels, you know, the, the, the system we're in is the same system is that has always been in history. The difference now is just that it's global. We basically live in a global community. We're interconnected so much that we're not isolated so therefore, this is happening on a global scale as opposed to just in one particular region. And we don't have other continents to go to and start over again and do it there. So, you know, so we're kind of boxed in right now. This is why it's different than the past. But the 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 way it goes has been happening for 100,000 years. You know, like we just funnel power and money upward the lower class suffers and gets worse. The middle class disappears after a while. The lower class suffers enough and sees enough of the truth where they just get sick of it and then overthrow the higher ups or, or you know, whatever. Different things have happened, but you get my point. Uh, I'm not going to stay on this long. I'm just trying to set things up. Like, why are we... Why are we coming? It's because everybody's scared. Everybody's panicking. Nobody feels safe anymore because their eyes are starting to open. And there and, and there's kind of no place to hide. We can't rationalize it away anymore and pretend that it's not happening because it's not really affecting our lives. It is affecting our lives. It's affecting most people's lives. So therefore, pe the, the fear rises and people have not reclaimed their power yet. So therefore, they're just lashing out in all kinds of ways. So one of the ways that people are doing this is, and I see it a lot in the spiritual community, the, um, which when I say the spiritual community, quite honestly, I, I view that as large, like larger than just, I, I don't even know. I, I get, like, I'm sure some people think of me as new age spiritual. I, I don't view myself as that. Um, if anything, I think I'm more ancient wisdom, but they're actually calling. <laughs> this is a perfect example. I didn't even expect it. But now they're calling it the new age 
ancient um, wisdom movement, I guess. So that there, you know, the words are changing. Well, new age, new age can only be around for so long, right? Until people start attacking it. The, and I mean the term new age. Um, and then, so what happens is the new age movement, just like any other movement and just like any other thing that's man-made, it has flaws in it. It's not perfect, you know, like Christianity. You may have heard of that one. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, and every other religion out there, um, like they all have flaws in them there and they also have flawed people in them and they have people that use it to gain power and money over other people. And, and then that after a certain amount of years of that happening, then there's, there's enough people saying they're bad, they're bad, where all of a sudden they go, okay, now we, we have to come to another term because like now new age symbolizes negativity where it used to symbolize positivity. So now we'll bring in ancient wisdom. Maybe they'll have a harder time attacking that, but like the ancient wisdom is true because really the the new age spirituality, there's nothing new about it. It's all based on ancient wisdom. So we'll just, you know, maybe that'll be safe. You know, And it's not, it's not, I guarantee you. Like, I, I mean, I haven't looked, but I'm sure I could find somebody attacking ancient wisdom too, uh, saying it's outdated or they'll, you know, they'll come up with something. But my point is, is that when a word comes out or a terminology comes out, what happens is over time, the people, who knows where it starts? I mean, some people will say it's organized and, and the people in power are making it happen. Um, some people will say it's just fear making it happen. So, um, you know, it's it's like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast where we're fearful, you know, people are fearful now. So like that fear is pushing them to do this type of behavior. And it's probably a combination of that, those two, and many other things. But what's happening is we're changing the words. So, like, people start waking up, right? They start being, they start waking up so much so that nobody knew what the term namaste meant before. Now everybody knows, and it's a gigantic joke. So that's another example. Oh, namaste. <laughs> you know, so that now that that's a joke. Why? Because a bunch of people that didn't fully understand it made fun of it. You know, so so now that's a joke. Now being awoken, now they then they came out with woke. I'm woke. Okay, I, I guess that started as a kind of a slang term for awakening. Um, I'm awakened. Um, so, you know, I don't really care what other people say. That's why I'm not 100% clear on where these terms came from or where they went wrong <laughs> or where they got um, labeled as negative, but we'll get into that. So, so now woke is bad. Like, you know, and, and they'll people put out the, you know, Oh, I, I wouldn't listen to anybody that says they're woke because if they say they're woke, then they're not woke. Like, Okay. So if somebody says, so if you're awakened and somebody says, are you 
are you woke and you say yes they can go oh see you know you're not it's foolishness it's foolishness and this type of stuff is happening with all kinds of words and all kinds of things so like you know i'm like i was saying a few minutes ago it's like when i when i look at the spiritual community i'm looking at more than just the the spiritual community per se you know i'm looking at um people that are using religion as a as a pathway to enhance their spirituality so it encompasses all the religions as well um also a lot of the people that are turning to nature and off-grid living because this is part of what happens when you've looked at society and seen that it's off its rocker so then you start you know, it, once your eyes open and you start awakening, you start looking around and going, oh, my God, like, I feel good when I'm walking down a path with a bunch of trees. Well, well, that means you're woke. So th- that's ridiculous. That's silliness. So I include the nature lovers and the people getting back to the earth and, and, and you know, that type of mentality with all this. So it's, it's a very large community and there's all kinds of words being thrown out there and they're all being attacked, you know, and changed. And it happens within the, the community itself. It's not just external forces that are doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. We actually act like words have meaning. I remember years ago, I, I, um, I was excited about something happening. I don't even remember what it was. I think this was like, seven years, eight years ago or something. And I posted something on social media that said, heck yeah. And somebody came after me in the spiritual community and was like, can you just use a different word because words have energy and you know, that is negative. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. When I say a word, the word has the energy that I put to it. Heck yeah. Was because I was excited. Heck yeah. I was excited about something. So I said that there's nothing negative about that. I don't care if you think or anybody else thinks that I'm referring to hell. Yeah. And then hell has a negative connotation because it's some imaginary place that the devil lives. And I'm like birthing that into this reality or some ridiculousness like that, because I expressed excitement over something I was joyful over. That's absurd. (laughs) words don't have meaning words have meaning that we attach to them you know in the uk a fag is a cigarette over here it's a very offensive not over here in the united states i have to remember i'm not there anymore sometimes in the united states that's a derogatory term right so we have to understand there's nothing derogatory about a term a word It's what we assign for the meaning to that word. And if a group of people all get together and agree that that word means something negative, well, then it can carry a negative connotation to those people that agree to it. It does not mean it's inherently a negative word. Like the N word is not an inherently negative word. It's, I mean, it has a negative history to it and it has a negative connotation and I don't use it because I under, it's 
really widely accepted that you don't. And I don't really want to run around offending people for no apparent reason. So I just don't use the word, <laughs> you know, but we can't do that with everything. That is a large community that's been going on for years and decades. And like, so that one's pretty established. That's kind of why I go by it. But this new stuff is just ridiculous. Now, you know, woke means something negative. And, um, oh, what's some of the other ones? Oh, well, one time, you know, and I, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody. <laughs> I really don't. I'm, I don't mean this to be disrespectful because I'm sure that, you know, I'm going to speak what I believe. And if somebody else disagrees with that, I respect their opinion to disagree with it. Okay. So I'm just going to preface this by that because I know sometimes people, I use real life examples because I think it's helpful and better. And I understand that some people might listen to this podcast and it might've been them that I was talking about. Who knows? But anyway, somebody, I was somewhere and somebody, um, and I, and I said, you guys, and it was women. Now I had been corrected on that many years ago and I made a conscious effort to say women all the time, women all the time. And then I was noticing that most women were saying you guys and that it was just a preference thing. It wasn't widely accepted. I wasn't running around offending most people when I said it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And I let it slide. And then I didn't really think about it for many years until just a little while ago when it happened. And they said, you know, oh, you mean you ladies or you women? I forgot what they said. And I like I, it caught me off guard at first. And it was a very loving environment with loving, wonderful women there. And I just in the moment I was like, oh, yeah, OK, you know, and I went with what they said because I was it wasn't the point. Like I, I want to kind of stay on track of what we were doing. I didn't feel like getting into an argument or I didn't even think that much about it. I, I was just corrected and I took the correction. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, and we moved on with our lives, you know, and a lot of times that's the that's the best response. Because nobody can tell me what my words mean. Nobody can tell me if I say, hey, guys, to a group of women that I'm being derogatory towards them. No, I'm not. I'm simply not. It's just a habitual thing that when I grew up, everybody said, hey, guys, I saw it on TV and movies and society. Women did it. Men did it. Everybody did it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm not supposed to say, hey, guys, because now I'm offensive. No, that's not true. You can feel that I'm offensive. But that's your issue. It's not my issue. I don't have to curtail everything that I say so I don't offend somebody that, that thinks that it means something derogatory. Like, we don't have to do that. Okay? So the most recent example of when this, this came up is I saw a post a little while ago that said... Um, Oh my God. Like I see these posts every once in a while. So this was just the latest one. Um, I, I see them every once in a while. And th this one particular, uh, in particular said, um, we can't, Oh, what's happening to this world. That's usually how they start. Um, we can't say vagina anymore. 
we have to say bonus hole. <laughs> now, I thought it was a joke, right? It was like, and then I start reading the comments and people were like actually upset by this. And, I'm, <laughs> and this is one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast. You're handing your power away. You're handing your power away because who cares? Who cares? Nobody can take your right to say the word vagina away from you. Can't be done. It can't happen. They, you're not going to go to jail or be fined or thrown out of a doctor's office because you say vagina instead of bonus hole. It's fine. You're going to be okay. Let them tell you that you're not allowed to say that and tell them that you don't care and say it again and then move on with your life. There is no, like you can't imaginarily be oppressed. You're either oppressed or you're not oppressed. And somebody telling you that you can't use a word to describe your particular body or somebody else's body they can't do that. There's no jail for people who say the word vagina. There isn't one. They can't take that right away from you. Okay? So don't go out there and act like it's a big deal. I don't care. They can, they can say it on national television. And they can pass a rule that everybody has to says it, say it in the doctor's offices and it still doesn't matter. You know, go take somebody that has actually been oppressed. Okay. Go into, um, you know, these, these parts of the world where women are mutilated um, still in this day and age, right? You take them out, you sit them down and you say, Hey, um, um, we have this major problem in the United States and they're going to go, Oh, really? We have major problems here too. You know, yes. Let me tell you about our problem. They said that when we go to a doctor's office, we have to say bonus hole instead of vagina. And they go, what? That's weird. Oh, huh. That's horrible. So they're controlling you. So what do they do to you? Like, do they, do they cut your tongue out when you, if you say it? And go, no. Oh, they don't? Do, do they cut off a finger or mutilate you or stone you to death or something? No. They just said we, we couldn't say it no more. Oh, anybody that's actually been oppressed would be offended to say that we are oppressed because somebody said we can't say a word. I mean, claim your power, people. <laughs> claim your power. Nobody can take your power away unless you hand it away. Un uh, unless you sit there and somebody says, um, you can't say that word. And we go, oh, no. I can't say that word anymore. This is, this makes me mad. What's going to happen to my children? That was some of the comments were like, what 
our poor children growing up in this world, what's going to happen to our children? Because somebody said you needed to say bonus hole, you are acting like your children's lives are going to be damaged. Are you kidding me? That's what it takes. And somebody said that when they refer, they were referring to women standing in their power. This is oppressive. This is oppression <laughs> started from the upper to deny our bodies and um, their because women are so powerful, which they are. Women are so powerful that like they're, they're trying to keep us down and this is what they're doing. And I'm thinking, if women are so powerful, which they are, you're telling me that you're so powerful and they can overtake your power by saying you need to use the term glory hole? That's all they got to do to overpower you, to keep you down and oppressed is they just say, you can't say that word and you like fold like a deck of cards. Like, are you kidding me? That's not power. That's powerless. <laughs> if the thing that caves the woman's uh, power movement, the rise of the divine feminine, is because some jackass men say you can't use that word and that's what you think that's going to crumble? The rise of the divine feminine? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's absurd. Don't worry about the words, people. Use whatever fucking word you want. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? Nothing. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> you know? And this is just the beginning. Like, when you really start stepping into your power and your sovereignty, you can do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to go work for some jackass all the time. You can start your own business. You can go leave and find a better job. You don't have to just, you don't have to stay in a dysfunctional relationship. You can leave. You can make it on your own. You can do it. I know that all this stuff can be hard sometimes, but you can do it. Claim your power. Claim your power. And do not let words get in your way. I could give two shits who thinks that the word woke or awoken or awaken or uh, bonus hole or whatever is wrong. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I might keep my mouth shut in a particular moment just so I can move on with my life. I might tell you to go screw. I don't know. Depends on the moon that I'm in. But what I can tell you is I'm not going to be overpowered by somebody that's offended by a word. Or if, if like, I am awakened. I am an awakened individual. Now, does that mean that I'm fully conscious all the time and I drive my car by floating above it on a magic carpet meditating? No, that's not what it means. It means that my eyes are open. And 20 years ago, I woke up to a new understanding of the world and how it works. And I teach it. Well, the teaching has nothing to do with it. But that my eyes woke up and I, I saw the world in a completely different way. I am awakened. And if everybody wants to go, oh, that means that Glenn thinks he's better than everybody. And I don't want to be his friend anymore. Okay, go ahead. You may go. 
Why? Because I don't care. Like, they're just looking for a reason. It's not true. I don't think I'm better than anybody. As a matter of fact, being awoken very much means that you don't think that you're better than other people. Because if your eyes are awake, you, you actually know that you're not. You're, we're all one. That's part of the awakening process. So therefore, people sitting there saying, when you're awake, that means that you think you're better than other people is absurd. Another thing I saw, I saw something that said uh, woke or awaken. You know, I can never keep track of if one's wrong or if they're all wrong or whatever. But it was <laughs> it was one of those words like awoke or awaken or something said that said something about that means you take um, you you complain about everything that everybody else is doing, but you don't take responsibility for your own life. That's the exact opposite of awakening. When you awaken, you take radical responsibility of your own life. doesn't mean that you can't have opinions and say like this person's, you know, the government's a meathead or this shouldn't be done or whatever like that. You're still a human being. You still have a brain. You can still form opinions and you can still verbalize them. But what it does is, it, you know, your eyes do open up. And you don't think that you're better than other people. you know that you're all one, you know, it doesn't mean that we're going to behave perfectly all the time. That's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. It's like whenever somebody does something silly or foolish or something, then it's like, Oh good. We can tear him down or we can tear her down. Like this is a good example of, of, you know, what's wrong with the awakened community. They think they're better than everybody and they, and they don't take responsibility for their own lives. You take radical responsibility. That was the thread that I lost a minute ago. Uh, yeah, you take radical responsibility for your life. That's like a foundational piece of waking up. You realize that you're not a victim of life and its circumstances. Again, doesn't mean you can't have opinions. I have very strong opinions about <laughs> about the government and and you know society and 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 all kinds of stuff. I have I have a mind. I can't that. It, it reminds me of like when, when the big voting push came out years ago. Um, I think it was like in the 80s with MTV and stuff. And they're like, if, if you didn't vote, then you don't have a right to complain. Or you don't have a right to your opinion. Like, huh? Like, so... <laughs> So if I don't go to a voting facility and participate in something that I believe to be completely fake and a fraud, because I mean, and, and I'm not even, I don't know if somebody stole an election. I mean, I figure they probably did. I mean, Democrats and Republicans have both been accused of it. So they're probably both doing it if I had to guess, because that's what they do. They lie, cheat and steal. So it's just a version of lie, cheating, steal. So it wouldn't surprise me. Do I know if they did? I have no idea if they did, but I know they lie, cheat and steal all the time. But, but if I'm sitting there going, okay, Joe Biden is not even in his body anymore. He's just completely just checked out. 
um, in one way or another, exactly how or why or what that looks like, God only knows. And then we've got Trump on the other side, who's obviously a poor human being, you know, on many levels, you know. Um, so, like, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to vote. I literally couldn't bring myself. I, like I was trying, I tried to talk myself into voting and I was like, I cannot in good conscience pick one of these two jackasses. I, I, I can't do it, you know, and we're not at the place yet where somebody, a write-in is going to win. You know, maybe, maybe we're getting there. We might be getting there, but, but we weren't before. I mean, let's be realistic. You know, so, so it's just the, where was I going with that? Oh, it was the voting push. So, so when people were making the voting push, they're like, oh, you don't, you don't have a right to your opinion. Like, yeah, I do. I didn't just because I couldn't force myself to take part in something that I believe is a full fledged lie and, and it's a joke and it's, it's not democratic and it's fully controlled. Like just because I'm not going to take part in that, I got a lobotomy and I can't formulate intelligent thoughts anymore. I'm like what? <laughs> no, I have a right. I have a right. I have a right, I have a voice and I have a right to use it. And I do. And I don't care if somebody disagrees. It's fine. You can disagree. And, and if you disagree with what I'm saying now or some other podcast that cool, man, I'm not telling you, I'm just speaking my truth. And I'm speaking a lot about spiritual truths, the way that I see them. And if you disagree then that's cool, man. You have the right to your opinion. It's just a lot of people do agree with the way that I say things. A lot of people do agree with the way that I see things. And those people are supposed to be listening to my podcast. Those people are supposed to be hiring me as a life coach to help them or a spiritual coach. Those people are supposed to, you know, take in the information of my book and, 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 and use this stuff to better their lives because that's the goal. And the people who don't resonate with what I'm saying or disagree with it, like on a regular basis, like if you disagree with one thing, like I had to learn this, okay? In the beginning of my spiritual um, walk, like I woke up to all these concepts. I just understood deep things, but I didn't understand them fully intellectually. I, I just kind of knew them in my body. And sometimes it's hard putting words to them. It's, and it's even hard wrapping your brain around them fully because like, you know, most people have experienced this in some way. It's like you go to, like, you know something and you're really confident and clear on it in your body. And then you go to say it and you're like, the, 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 uh, I don't, I don't even know. Like <laughs> you don't have the words to express it. And then you shoot up into your mind and you realize that your mind doesn't even fully understand it. But yet you were so sure that and confident in it in your body. And in, in this level of consciousness called like your knowingness, you were so confident in it. So what, what I needed to do was take in a lot of information and I needed to develop a, a, vocabulary to speak about spirituality and i needed to see how other 
teachers made sense of these knowings that I knew, but I didn't know quite how to make intellectual sense of them. So I, I absorbed information for like five years, just incessantly. And I'm not a reader and I was reading 20 or 30 books a year, which is insane for me. Now I might be able to get through one, <laughs> two on a good year, but I was absorbing it, man. And what I had to get, what I had to get used to was some teachers, I, I liked reading their books and I didn't like their audio or their video. Some teachers, I liked their audio and video better than their books. Some teachers, I love their video, their audio was okay. Like, and nothing on the books. I didn't like them at all. It varied depending on the teacher. So my point is, is when I was, and, and that's just the delivery. There's also the message. So like, for example, Eckhart Tolle, like some of the stuff I would, I would absorb and I'm like, oh my God, this guy is unbelievable. He's got such what wisdom. And then I would come across something and I'm like, except that that's complete BS. There's no way that that's right. And then I would listen to the CD like a year later and I have grown. Then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, that makes sense too. Holy cow. Um, but my point is what I didn't do is let go of Eckhart Tolle. Like if there was a piece that I didn't agree with, I just went, I don't, it's, it's my right to not agree with that. And I'll just put it aside and I won't pay any attention to it. But I do like some of the other things he's saying. So I'm going to continue listening. So I didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If so, if you don't like something that I'm saying or another teacher is saying, if it's if you like the majority of it, stick with that teacher because they probably speak in a way that resonates with you. It's not that they're a genius. It's not that they're better than any other teacher. It's just that they happen to resonate with you. Different people are supposed to resonate with different people and different ways of, of, of receiving information. So if you resonate with most of what I say and how I say it, then stick with me. And if there's stuff that you don't like or you disagree with, just slide it to the side. Don't worry about it. So it's not your truth. It's either not your truth now or it's not your truth ever. Maybe you'll come back to it and see it differently in six months or a year or five years down the road. Who knows? Maybe you never will. Maybe you'll never agree with that. That's okay. You know, it's, it's fine. This is what we need to do with everything. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about words. Don't worry about if somebody says something that you don't like. If somebody says something that offends you, realize that you don't like what they just said because of what it meant to you. It's not necessarily what they meant out of their mouth. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But the problem is you. It's not them. Because there's somebody else that even if they don't agree with what the other person says, they don't hand their power away to that person and go, you said this and you said this term instead of that term. And I find it derogatory. So I have to stand up to you. You're not standing up to them. You have no control over them. Don't lie to yourself. That's just handing your power away. You're letting them piss you off for no apparent reason. They don't have any control over your life. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a, you know, I mean, if somebody's like, if you have a boss that is insulting you, well then stand up and do something. But I'm just talking about out in public when they or social media where like, who gives a crap? These people aren't in your life. They're not affecting you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. So you don't have to, uh, you know, and I, I'm guilty of this sometimes. I, you know, I stand up for things too much. I learned at an early age that, that usually it's easier to stand up. Like, I don't like confrontation. I just learned that in, when I was young, that confrontation was either easier than non-confrontation. Because when I was non-confrontational, I would get bullied for years on end. And it never ended and it got worse. When I just stood up and confronted it, then it stopped. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I hate confrontation, but I hate being bullied for years even more. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to stand up because it's the lesser of two evils, not because I like it, you know? So I have a tendency to do that still too much. Um, but, but not, <laughs> not with like words. I don't care. Or, or like if I do get, if I do stand up to somebody, I don't really like, like I'm not really invested in it. Like I don't really care. It's just, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm expressing my opinion. So if somebody says something and I'm in the mood, because that's really all it is. A lot of times, like I said, last time somebody said something about a word I used, I just went with it because I was in a scenario where I was really enjoying myself and want to move on with what we were doing. I didn't want to stop in the middle of it and have some conversation over whether I had the right to use a word or whether I didn't have the right to use a word. I know I have a right to use a word. And what that word meant, I know that I didn't mean it negatively, a derogatory in a derogatory way. So I didn't have to prove it to them. I didn't have to get into a conversation and discuss it to prove it to them. I just want, we just went and did what we we're supposed, what we we're going to do. And it, it was that, that was the right choice and the right moment. You know, other moments I might stand up and say, Hey, no, now I could argue with somebody for 10 minutes about some stupid word and then walk away. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to think that they're a bad person. I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to stay up at night replaying the argument in our head because I don't really care. <laughs> I was just expressing my opinion and I'm a passionate guy. So when I'm expressing my opinion and I'm like, especially when I'm solid in my opinion, which I usually am, like I get, this is how I speak. I'm speaking like this now on this podcast. This is how I speak when I get jacked up about something. And some people think I'm really angry about it and I'm not. Like so, <laughs> we talk about this sometimes, sometimes people that have had some extreme past lives, like not past lives, extreme pasts in this life, like I've had, we, a lot of us kind of find it funny that, that like when you start getting jacked up or excited or even angry, people look at you and they're like, whoa, calm down, calm down, take it easy. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, this is, this is like level two out of 50. Like I'm not even warmed up yet. Like you think this is jacked up. You think this is angry. Like this is nothing. Like, <laughs> this is, I've got like eight levels before I even get to warm. 
Like I could, you don't, you have no idea where I could go if I lose my temper, <laughs> you know? So sometimes it's like that. I just get jacked up and, and get all excited and talk about stuff and get animated and you know, like it doesn't mean that like I actually am taking it to heart or internalizing it or handing my power away and going like, oh, you have control over me. No, they don't. They don't. One of the most freeing things you can do is give people the right to disagree with you and give people the right to have their own opinions. Just give it to them, man. It doesn't matter. 99% of the time, it doesn't actually affect your life because they can't, because they're not you and you're in control of your life. Like I said, I mean, you know, if some boss is sexually harassing you, then go do something about it. You know, sure, this, this time's when it's appropriate to stand up. But most of the time, and if you want to voice your opinion, voice your opinion. You can do that. But don't internalize it because that's when you give your power away to somebody else. Because they are now controlling how you feel because of something they said or did. And, and half the time, they don't even mean it the way you're telling them they mean it. Well, this word means this. Well, that's not how I meant it. You know, when I really saw this going off was when the um, when they were kneeling at the NFL football games and everybody was freaking out. And I'm like, why is, it, why is everybody freaking out about this? So I started researching as to where the disconnect was. And I realized when I went deep enough, I realized that what the real disconnect was that people were saying that the NFL players were disrespecting America and the military. And I was like, okay, so that's one side. They feel they're disrespecting the country and are disrespecting the military. Okay, so is that true? So I went to the NFL players and I started researching what their public statements were. And they were literally saying, we are not doing this to disrespect the military or the United States of America. We are simply doing this to bring awareness to racism in America, that there's a problem. That's all we're doing. We are not doing it for these other reasons. And I was like, okay, well, then why is there a disconnect? And I realized it's because for some reason, we think that we can determine what other people mean when they say things. I, I, I don't know how we hit, landed here. <laughs> I don't know how somebody can kneel down and say, listen, Publicly, I want to be very clear. I am not disrespecting the military and I am not disrespecting the United States. OK, I just want to be very clear on that. I'm doing this specifically to raise awareness for racism. OK, everybody got that released the public statements all over the newspaper. Everybody knows. OK, right. OK. And then they kneel and and everybody goes, you, you, you disrespect the military. You disrespect your country. No, they literally just said that's not why they're doing it. You can't, you can't assign meaning to somebody else's actions. You can't say, well, I find it disrespectful. So therefore, when you do it, it's disrespectful. That's not how it works. <laughs> I, can, I can kneel here on the floor and say I am kneeling because um, I believe in love. And somebody could walk in and say, oh, you're kneeling because um, 
you hate all people that aren't you. And I said, no, no, that's, that's not what I'm doing. And they say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because that's how I see it. So therefore, that's what you mean by it. You can't do that. You can't climb into somebody else and tell them what their words or their actions mean. <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. You can't be in a society with other people if you think that you can do that. You can't do that. That like, it's just, it doesn't work. If you have any hope of living on a planet with other human beings, you have to comprehend that you can't, you don't get to sit in a seat of judgment and just determine what everybody else's words and actions mean. When they say this, they actually mean this, even if they say they don't. And if they do this, then they mean this, even if they say they don't. I determine what all words and all actions mean. And there's a bunch of people that agree with me, so I'm right. I don't give a crap how many people agree with you. Like, this is so, like, I don't, I don't care if you think that people should kneel at NFL games or if you think they shouldn't kneel at NFL games. I don't care. That's because, why? Because that's your own perspective. And I have no right to tell you how to think or feel. So if you don't think other people should kneel, fine. You cannot think other people should kneel. That does not mean that you can assign meaning to their actions. You, you, you can't go that extra level and say, because when they kneel, it's disrespectful to the, to the country. Because I said so. No, you don't get to do that. Not and expect to live in society amongst other human beings. The only way you will be happy if you are in control of the meaning and the actions of all other human beings on the planet, if you get to assign meaning to words and actions to, for other people on the planet, you better go hide in a cave. Because you are never going to fit into society. You are never going to be happy because people are going to say all kinds of things and they're going to do all kinds of things and you're not going to like it and you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. This is, this is where we are. This is why I'm doing the podcast because this is what we're doing in society. We're running around telling others what they mean by their words and their actions. And we're expecting to be happy. We, <laughs> we expect to be peaceful. Now, you, you know, I know many people that were on the other side of this that said, I'm boycotting the NFL. And I went, all right, you know, you have the right to do that if you want. I, I personally, I think it's ridiculous because, <laughs> because they're assigning meaning to somebody else's actions, even though they said that that's not what they meant by it. So, meh, but that's my opinion. I'm not going to boycott the NFL because I think that argument is baseless and ridiculous. But you have the right to believe in it. I'm not, I'm not going to try to change your mind. If, you, if that's how you want to go through life, fine. But don't pretend that you want to be happy or peaceful. Because if you ask these people, well, what's important to you, to you in life? They go, oh, I just want to be happy. I want my kids to be happy. I want to live a productive, peaceful life. Oh, really? Okay, you're not going to do that thinking like that. Just a heads up. It ain't going to happen. There's no way. 
you can't climb into inside other people and determine what they do and say and judge and, and 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 override their free will and tell them that they're doing something that they specifically said they're not. <laughs> you can't do that and expect to be happy in your life. So we say we want to be happy, but do our actions are our actions in alignment with that? No, most of the time they're not. And sometimes mine aren't either because I get, I drop into unconsciousness, right? But I know that when I come out of that, I'm, I can't know that I'm unconscious when I'm unconscious because I'm unconscious. But when, <laughs> when I pop back into consciousness and I look at it and I go, damn, I was unconscious in that situation. Oh, well, I'm not perfect, you know? So sometimes I have to make amends. Sometimes I don't, whatever. But I, but I don't judge myself because I know that I'm not perfect. And I don't expect myself to be perfect. And I know I will drop into unconsciousness sometimes. So, um, but, you know, we have, we have to make an effort. If we say we want to be happy, like at least slow down and listen to different podcasts. If it's not mine, it's somebody else's fine. But look, find different ways, you know, look into happiness. There's literally documentaries on happiness that are really good. <laughs> you know, that can help. So you can start reframing the way your brain is instead of just walking around unconsciously pointing fingers at everybody. You know, so don't worry about the terms that people use so much. Like I said, I mean, you know, if there's something like the N word that's been demonized for 50 years or a hundred years or 150 years or, or, or 200 years. I don't know when that, that actual, you know, I, I, in, depending on one way of looking at it, it was always a negative term, right? I mean, as soon as it was said, it was a negative term. So I understand that mentality. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't know if it was then, or if we, if it really got socially acceptable to not use that word at a certain point in history, whatever. Everybody knows that one. So I abide by it just out of respect. And it's a, it's an, it's basically a mutual agreement with most of society, whether somebody's woke or not, it's never going to happen. <laughs> whether you use vagina or bonus hole, it's never going to happen. Like most of the stuff that people are complaining about, it's just they're complaining about it to be on the other, just to create divisiveness, just to play devil's advocate, just to just to cause controversy and, and, and feed their ego. It's just, you know, when you get a reaction out of somebody, then that person gets food. So I'm going to end with this. Just so you understand the energetic dyna dynamic of what's happening, it's bullying. OK, so when a bully picks on you, the worst thing that you can do is react. And I'm not saying you pre like pretend that it doesn't bother you. You can't do that because people can read energy, even bullies. So if you pretend that it doesn't bother you, it's not going to work. That bully's probably going to keep coming back. I mean, he might not if he's just kind of distracted and not really paying attention to you. Maybe he'll buy that you, you know, that it didn't affect you. Sometimes that does happen. But as a general rule, the reason the bully is bullying somebody is because he's feeding off their energy. It's like an energy vampire type mentality. So they 
they, you know, it doesn't matter what they do. If they, if the person stands up to them or falls away from them, a lot of times it's just a reaction. It's an energetic reaction. So if they can't get to you, they'll move on to the next one. And then if you stand up to them, a lot of times they have to go find somebody else because that's not really what they're looking for. They're looking for food, for energy food to put you down. And then you recoil internally and then they get your energy. Okay. It's the same thing with these words. If somebody says you can't use this word, if you just go, yeah, I can. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, I can. All right. You can go and you just don't let them affect your life. They don't get any food from you. They don't get any energetic food. But if they say you can't say that word, you go, what? Yes, I can. That's a load of crap. You can't tell me what to say. I can't believe this. The whole world is falling apart. Oh my God, my children. You are just feeding that. You're feeding either that person or that topic energy. That's why I say don't hand your power away. It's a non-issue, man. That nobody can, you're not going to jail for saying a silly word. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, I got to wrap up. That was a that was an energetic fun one, man. All right. So thank you guys for listening and just go stand in your power, man. You know, don't hand it away. All right. Peace. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.